We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Allen takes the snap back to pass. Has time. Pressure coming. Unloads down the left sideline. He's got Diggs. Caught. Touchdown, Buffalo. A 49-yard strike. As Allen hits Diggs, can you dig it? That was the Buffalo call on, I believe, WGR. Is that who it is? Yes, our fine friends over in western New York. Another fine Odyssey station. And uh, they had a lot to celebrate there. Is that? Can you dig it? I'll tell you what, that was a corny call there, no offense, but what a play that was. Oh, my God. That throw, that move by Diggs to get around Jones, and that dart uh, that landed right in his breadbasket. I mean, that play right there was emblematic of why the Bills are better than you. You you don't run that play. You can't you can't reach into your bag when you need it and pull that play out. You just right. can't. You can't. You don't have the you don't have the quarterback and you don't have the receiver. Of course, and it's not like a you know. Sorry, it's not anything groundbreaking to say that the Bills are better than you. Right. Like top to bottom, they're better than you. But it wasn't. <laughs> stop it. But it wasn't that that kind of play that you lost the game on. You know, like you can account for those kind of plays happening with the roster that they have, with the quarterback that they have. It's the ways that you screwed it up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And this is just what we've been saying all season long. I thought yesterday was a a higher performance from your team, but the same old song and dance. If it wasn't for the two kickoff return touchdowns, you know, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that, we started the season with that. With Bill Belichick telling us after that Dolphins game, if it wasn't for a couple of plays, we would have won that game. And it's like he spoke it into existence for so much of the season. Because you beat most of the teams with the exception of Chicago. You pretty much beat every team you're supposed to beat. Except the team with the number one pick in the draft. (laughs) And then, and exactly. And then we sit here and we look at this and go, well, you know, they did it. At least I would say they impressed me in a lot of facets of the game yesterday. They played a much more entertaining game against the Bills than I expected them to. Same old song and dance, though. This is who this team has been all year. I'm glad that it's over. Sorry. Like, I'm, if, you, if that upsets you as a Patriots fan, I don't know why you'd want to watch them go back into Buffalo and play this team again. Like, why? Because they, you know, because they got in because of the Jets or Jags or something? Go to Kansas like, that's City. How, that's how you want to go to the playoffs? I, I don't understand that. Um, and now maybe, hopefully, going forward, we can see some real changes that we've been trying to speak into existence since last summer. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I said that I was kind of optimistic about how the team looked. And I think that maybe optimistic's the wrong word because I don't feel great about this offseason and I don't feel really great about the future of the team right now. But I do think in that game, they showed a lot of character. 
They showed a lot of character going out there, withstanding that first kickoff return, which, oh, my God, uh, you know, could you imagine? I can't imagine what that place was like being in there when Hines crossed that end zone and put his arms up and everybody just sort of went nuts. Uh, that that must have been that must have been a, a kick to the stomach. And they bounced back from that, and they haven't been doing that this year. They haven't been, you know, rolling with the punches and coming back. Uh, up until recently, I guess against Cincinnati, you know, they got they got punched in the mouth in that first half, and they came back, made it a game again. They're able to do that against the elite teams. That's sort of one thing, one positive thing I'm taking away from the end of this season against the Bengals and the Bills, who were probably two and three in the AFC, right after after Kansas City. Or you can debate where they are, but they're in the top three. You uh, you got you got two punches from them, and you fought back. And you made those games entertaining, winnable games. And there was, you know, points where you were in control of that game. You had a lead in the third quarter yesterday against the Bengals. You had the ball, uh, you know, before you fumbled. And uh, we're, we're in the red zone there with like a couple minutes left. So there's, there's some things you can feel okay about just in terms of this year and how things progressed. But all in all... That's the sort of thing like Lions fans do at the end of the year is they say, wow, we really almost beat the Packers. Wow, we really came. God, I know they did beat them, but like, you know, yesterday, but like in the past, ah, wow, we really almost came close to beating the Vikings there. We really hung in at the end. It's loser talk. You know, this is unfortunately, I hate to say it, uh, 20 years of success here in New England. Now it's and I'm participating in it. It's loser. This is loser talk. It is. And I, I look at yesterday, though, in terms of that loser talk, the offense for the most part, did look a lot better. Now, I, I don't know what that will mean for the offseason. We were just throwing around a couple names for offensive coordinator that you could upgrade mm-hmm. to, potentially. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I the offense is like, I, I look at that, and they're incorporating things, they're incorporating more play action than they did the entire year for Mac Jones. Uh, Matt Patricia is actually drawing up plays where he's trying to confuse the defense and he caught the defense at least twice. One was on the first down, the third down conversion from Jacoby Myers where he overloaded one side and then had oh, Jacoby kind of sneak yeah. around and Mac, like that's an easy pass. That's a great there. Play. It was, yeah. and it was beautiful play design, but it's like, wow, motion before the snap. I feel like that's something we didn't start seeing until week four. I'm not kidding, Arkan. We talked about it on here. And then you look at the little misdirection in the red zone that he did with Marcus Jones against the Bills. Because the last time that they saw the Bills, Marcus Jones has that little screen pass and sneaks into the end zone. And so he uses a little misdirect with Mac faking it like he's looking at Marcus Jones and then throws that little teardrop pass to Devontae Parker. And I go, that's really smart. You know, that's very clever. I will give credit to that. But overall, the coaching, the, the middle management, as I call them, mm-hmm. the coordinators, on, uh, aside from defense, it's just been abysmal. And you just can't go forward with it. And I got to pick on Cam Accord here because yesterday was embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing. Okay? Fool me once. Shame on, uh, shame on you. And great. You have your little buffalo. You know, it, it was a beautiful moment. For most of the sports, did you world. almost George W. Bush that I did. quote? By the I way, I won't okay. get fooled again. Yeah, I almost <laughs> not going to fool me again. <laughs> however, again. that thing goes. <laughs> There's um. an old saying in Tennessee. <laughs> I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on one of us. Shame on you." <laughs> Come on, George. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well said. Uh, no, but it, with Cam Accord, it's like. I, I credit the team. I credit the roster 
with like after going three and out after the first kickoff return touchdown, being able to say, hey, there's a whole game here to play. Yeah. Let's settle down. Let's play a game that we haven't played this season because I can't say let's play our game aside from the defense. But you get to a point where you have Nick Folk trying to execute a squib kick in the fourth quarter, and he can't even do that. Yeah. And it went out of bounds, and that was one of your better and he kickoffs. Puts, and he, and he, you put them on the 40 yard line, mm-hmm. like Josh Allen. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's laughable. Like yeah. you laugh because it's laughable. And I just don't think, I, I can't fathom Cam Accord having a job at the end of this week. Yeah. Um, I think these, or I should problems, say this job. No, I understand that. I, I think that, uh, you're right. I mean, it's rare guys get fired from Bill Belichick's staff. It's just rare that he fires guys. Um, and I also think that firing a performative firing of uh, of Cam Accord would be maybe a step in the right direction. I'm not sure that he's great What's at this job or anything. Firing? Perform- like uh, firing him and saying, now everything's fine. Oh, I thought it was like you guy. fire someone on Instagram Live. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like Donald Trump. You know, everybody stands in the front and you, everyone gets a rose. You know, <laughs> whoever doesn't get one's fired. Um, yeah, something like that. You but go I, out like a bunch of whistles. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I don't think, and I was sort of thinking the same thing. Well, what if they what if they announce on Monday that Matt Patricia's out is uh, calling the thing? You can do that, and I don't have a problem with it because I'm not sure he's great at the job but i just don't want them and they haven't today so to their credit they haven't uh made some big firing and made it seem like see this was the problem this was what was wrong and uh let bill off the hook which is what i think that would do i think if you fire cam accord and you fire matt patricia and then sort of say well okay we're going to go in a different direction that lets bill belichick who hired both of those guys put them both in place and then stuck with them all year Let's him completely off the hook. How is that letting him off the hook? That's him doing exactly, sorry, except I don't want people to lose their jobs generally, but that's exactly what I want. Like, I I don't think that's letting him off the hook. That's like being accountable. Sure. But wouldn't those be fireable offenses for him, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, but he's not going to be. Why not? I mean, I don't know if I would agree that they're fireable offenses. I would say they're huge mistakes. If you want to fire Cam Accord and Matt Patricia, especially Matt Patricia, because Cam Accord had a background in special teams. He's just, clearly not good at it but with Matt Patricia in particular firing the guy who decided I want you as my offensive play caller I'm sticking with this this is my call and I think this is going to work firing the guy who decided that is not a hot tab sorry it's just not any other team if you looked at any other team or any other team was going through what the Patriots are going through right now and sticking with Bill Belichick and thinking yeah you know that was okay after this clown show of an offense You'd be laughing at them. If the Jets were doing this, you'd be laughing at them. You know you. Patriots fans, if you may deny it, but you know you'd be I know, laughing at I know, but I hate this argument because I agree with it, but it's also, I feel like it's a moot argument because if you're highly talented, established people get third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances, like they just do. It's a, you can't just pick up another Joe Schmo coach, I'm sorry, who would act this way. And compare it to Bill Belichick. Like, it's just not real. I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't disagree. It's just not going to go anywhere. So, again, it's like it kind of takes me back to what we were talking about last week in terms of the Devers signing. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, smack the waiter for bringing me what I ordered. In this case, I'd be like, the food's cold, and yeah. I've lost my appetite. Brought it out a little late. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, so I, I'm, I'd be pleased, I think, because I wouldn't feel like it's performative. I think he's not going to fire Matt Patricia. If any, he's just going to demote him or move him somewhere else in the building. He's going to have a different position. Yeah, that's sort of what I would I think be too. shocked if Matt Patricia is no longer part of the Patriots organization 
in 2023-24. No. They'll keep him around is what he was last year. He was like an offensive. I don't even know what he was. He, he was he's a, a guy who meets you in the weight room to mm-hmm. sign the papers that you've been released. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not kidding. That's yeah. who he was. Yeah. And um, then he, doing various coaching things in training camp. Coach-ish things. Yeah. I thought he was going to take on like the Ernie Adams role. You know, and just come up with like weird. Bill already has somebody else who's doing that. Who's doing that now? I don't, I don't have the name in front of me. Uh, Andrew so, Callahan. Wrote Evan about Rothstein it. is that the guy's yeah, name? Rothstein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rothstein came over with uh, with Patricia from Detroit, I think. Rothstein. Yeah, I remember that because we joked about it at my old job. Maybe he can be his <laughs> assistant. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Matt maybe. Patricia's official title is offensive line slash senior advisor. Yeah, senior. Advisor. So he'd probably go back to that. I mean, Matt Patricia was the guy that was being credited for the first to pounce on an opportunity to bring in Devontae Parker when uh, they had heard that Devontae Parker was probably I will say, Devontae Parker looked good yesterday. I thought he he did. Like, if we're talking about bright spots, Devontae Parker looked really good. Yeah. I was kind of like. I was thinking about an early take I had, which was I was really over Devontae Parker because Mac was throwing those crazy <laughs> the 50, quote, 50, 50, 50, jump 50 balls. jump balls to Devontae Parker. No, no, no. He said they're 80-20, 80-20 all day They were 20-80, I believe. <laughs> I think they were like 10-90 balls. But I li- I, I kind of like Devontae Parker from what I saw yesterday. Right? Yeah, he looked very, very good. Uh, where was that all year? 617-779-7937. Let's take a call here before the break. Nick is in Natick with a thought on Bill Belichick. Hello, Nick. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, I'm so upset with Belichick. I am sick to my stomach. I want Belichick fired. I, like, I, what is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. Patricia, and like, it's it's all bad. I don't know what's going on. Like, what do you guys think? <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I I get the sentiment, but it, again, it's. I think if you had had another year like last year, mm-hmm. where you get into the playoffs, it's a 10-7, you know, I, I'm not even going to say like 11-6 because that would be a really good record. <laughs> but a 10-7 season, even a 9-8 season, and you get into the playoffs again, if it's kind of like a holding pattern, I don't think there would be the vitriol of looking at the decisions that everybody called or everybody except for Mike Lombardi called at the beginning of the season going, why the hell is this guy calling plays? Like, it's just, I understand that people are that impatient with Bill Belichick because they want to see progress or at least what they saw last year, not a regression that it seems like he put in motion. Yeah, I think what people want to see with Bill Belichick right now and what I want to see is just something that something that lets me know and lets everyone know that this isn't just about catching the record and that you're really committed to putting a winning team out there. Because I'm sorry, him today going on and on about every single thing I've done, I've ever done, has all been about what's best for the team. How could you possibly say that this year? How could you possibly say And if that's true, if you really thought that bringing in Patricia and Judge was the best thing for Mac Jones and for you know a second-year quarterback with all these new uh, pieces and new guys on the team, if that's something you really thought would be best for the team and as the season progressed, you never came off of that, then I question your judgment, Bill. I do. I'm sorry. I don't know how you couldn't. I don't know how you couldn't question someone's judgment when they've been doing this forever. They're about to turn 71 years old, and they really, really thought that Matt Patricia was the answer to call an offense for a second-year quarterback who was a pro bowler last year. Like, all of that, to me, is mind-boggling. And we're not talking about hindsight. This is something that we all said all year. 
the entire from March till now, and it's been consistent the entire time. So those are all. I mean, I'm sorry. Like those are all reasons why I look at this and think, you know, this is a pivotal moment here for this team and for oh. this franchise and organization. Ryan, it is. if there's any way we can go back to some of those calls from the end of the summer, please. Let me tell you about the play caller. You guys did four weeks on offensive coordinator. Who cares? Quarterback goes out and execute the place. That's what you guys sounded like. That's a good impression of the call. Oh, my God. Another day about the play caller. Because of this. Yes. Because this is what this everyone was afraid would happen. 617-779-7937 is your phone number. We'll get to more of your phone calls right after trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Not that often that I do call, but I have to just call and just totally disagree with you guys. I think Bill doesn't need to hire coaches. I'm going to teach him something or something new. He's been around long enough, and I, the good thing about this is he has surrounded himself with people that he's familiar with. They already know what he, they expect of him, and I think he's made a really good decision because now he can go out there and play football and teach football. He doesn't need new people, and I think he made a really good decision in bringing those guys in. Oh, Maron. That hurt me hearing that. So that call... That call was from October, Ryan? No, no, no. That call was from August. That call was from August. Ah. Okay, so they hadn't seen the product yet. No. No, but why would listen, Bill knows what he's doing. Now he can actually he's got guys in here that he knows what they what Bill Belichick wants. So he can just go out and teach the great game of football. As he was calling in to disagree with the show at the time, and I think everybody was on the show that day was saying, This is a really strange decision that Bill Belichick is making. But no, no, no. We don't know what we're no, talking it's about. Good. No, right? Ryan, it's good to surround yourself with yes men and your kids and friends of your kids and people who coached your kids and nobody else who's ever going to push back on you because then, yes, you can just teach football and make it all about teaching football. I encourage that listener to call back and tell us how we like the experience. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, uh, there's a crazy amount of coaching changes happening around the league right now. There's a bunch happening in Tennessee. Three coaches let go there. Offensive coordinator, offensive line, and secondary coaches let go. So, look, you're going to have some competition. Like, if you want Bill O'Brien, if you decide you want somebody like Cliff Kingsbury, any of these names that are out there, I, I'm kind of worried that the Patriots are going to sit around a little too long to make moves on these guys. Because as we heard from Bill today, he hasn't even started thinking about it until today. I don't believe that, but I do believe he hasn't taken any action on it. I don't. It doesn't sound like there's any back channels to anybody who's shaking loose or has declared themselves wanting to leave the uh, college world and come back to the NFL as Bill O'Brien has. He said nobody's picked up the phone. So sure. pounce on it.
Yeah, and you also may have to pounce on a defensive coach as well because uh, Adam Schefter had a report today that the Cleveland Browns, who relieved Joe Woods of his duties, requested permission today to talk to Gerard Mayo. Um, it looks like uh, it looks like the Denver Broncos are going in another direction. They've already, uh, I think, put out the guys that they're interviewing. I didn't see Mayo on that list. Uh, but there, Cleveland, defensive coordinator, step up from the job you have now. It's a coordinator job. Um, what do you think? Is, uh, is Mayo out the door? So it's, it's a hard call. Is it, a lot of people will look at this and go, why would he leave to go to another organization just for a title? You know, essentially, and I and I don't mean like a Super Bowl. I mean for the defensive coordinator title. Yeah, I don't think that's exactly what it is. Like it, he would leave, I think, for a situation that wouldn't be an exact lateral move, which some of these might be in terms of more money, the title, mm-hmm. and perhaps just a better work life balance. I know that sounds like maybe a little soft to people who are looking at jobs in the NFL as you know, the ultimate dream. Right. But Bill does ask his assistants or demand and expect his assistants to burn the candle at both ends completely and be there at all times and not make as much money as a lot of other assistants in the league. And Mayo is somebody who's sharing responsibilities with Steve Belichick still and doesn't have the title. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. I I also, he's a character guy. I don't know if he wants to go mixed up and get mixed up in that organization, which is just gross. Yeah, I mean, the Cleveland organization right now is certainly not a not a great one, but, I mean, do you want to stick it out here, knowing that you're probably blocked from getting promoted by the coach's son for as long as I'm he's just, here? I, I'm not saying that he's not going to leave. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like the chances that he's leaving for a different opportunity are great. I'm just not sure that... I just don't think he necessarily takes the first caller, you know? Yep. I mean, if there's a if there's a market for his services and if there's teams out there that want him as a head coach, then, yeah, he'll certainly entertain that. I wonder what kind of head coach market he's going to have. I really do. I just feel like all the head coach prospects right now are all these, you know, sort of young offensive-minded guys, and Mayo's clearly a great uh, players coach, and Bill went on and on just this week about how valuable he was this week with uh, with the players and the relationships and sort of everything with DeMar Hamlin. He talked about Troy Brown there, too. So I still think there's obviously a major uh, value in, the, in those sort of coaches as well, but... I just feel like they're not getting hired as much right now, you know? I just, yeah, I wonder if a place like yeah. like Arizona where they did the young, uh, you know, offensive supermind, mastermind guy who had handpicked his own young <laughs> quarterback to bring up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe they'll want to go the other direction and that would be a case like that. I just think that this year has been really damaging for the image of Bill's coaches. Like, even though people will look at that and people in the know will look at this team and say the defense was really good. The defense was on a team with a competent offense, could have gone deep in the playoffs. But still, you look at the level of management across the board, and I just think maybe everybody has lost some of their luster through this season. Yeah, and it's not like Bill has some great coaching tree either. I mean, you know, most of the guys that leave here and go coach somewhere else end up failing miserably. But Gerard Uh, is, he's more, to me, like in line with a Vrabel, a former player. And that's a little different, I think. I think so, too. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Let's get to the phones. A lot of you waiting patiently. Ryan is in Weymouth uh, with a thought on Matt Patricia. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, guys, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. You got it. I'm going to speak from my heart real quick. Um, I remember I remember the bad days. I remember the, the names brought up, Eason, Rod Rust. I've been there. 
And I know we're at that time now, maybe. But again, Bill, uh, I'm going to go down fighting with him, but maybe it's it's gone past his uh, time. He's an old school gunslinger, man. And again, you're dealing with the new age football. Uh, his, his his boss, crap, Mr. Kraft. I Ryan, hold on one second. Are you Ryan and Weymouth used to call the old, the old show I used to be on? Yes. Oh man, it's great to hear your voice. This guy Thank used to you. call Thank us you. and call Thank and he'd you. share conspiracy theories, and they were great. I thought that was you, Ryan. I didn't. I didn't know you called at other day parts. So you have a conspiracy no. theory about? Uh... Yeah. Do you have a theory about this team or what's going to happen? Well, uh, hey, man, I'll get into it. The conspiracy theories another time. We'll get into it, man. Okay. And I will tell you about uh, what's going on, man. Elon Musk, uh, the guy. Uh, yes. He's trying to get to that space and this That's and that. Right. We'll, we'll do, but okay. there's no conspiracy theory here. I think time has come. Bill needs to adapt, man, and he needs to bring in some other coaches. He needs to. He wants to do it his way. He remembers. Man, no, I remember. Like, Ryan, thanks for the days. call. we got to let you go. We're up against it. we got a lot of people to get to, uh, but thank you for calling, and don't be a stranger. Um, he, the, the, the call screener, the thing said, Matt Patricia may be back. Yeah, there's no conspiracy theory here. This is just a bad year of football. If uh, Matt Patricia is back as the offensive play caller next year, um, is that kind of an fu from Bill to the Crafts and everybody else who who said that the, you know like is that to me that's him putting his two middle fingers up to the entire world? I think it is right. His own locker room. That's like a Tupac fu. You oh know? my! Like... <laughs> I don't know if you can do that on the Twitch, by the way. <laughs> but it was... press, sorry, everybody. no, we're fine. <laughs> All right, there's okay. no FCC Every, Anything on Twitch. goes on there. Um, if it's they, like, I dare you to fire me. Oh. Is that what it is? I, I, I got to do what you say. You know, Robert Kraft, you said during the spring meetings that I've forgotten more. You know, he's forgotten more football than any of us know. It might not be so streamlined, but I have faith in him. You're going to tell me how to run my football team? I dare you to go find someone that's going to do better than me. That's exactly what it, that would be. Hmm. He he is, okay, you're going to challenge me. I am challenging you back, boss. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how your franchise goes, because I'm not going to be here for it if that's what you want to do. I can't... Um... I don't totally agree with, first of all, I can't, I just can't see it happening. I can't see Bill even, you know, though it's one of his best friends looking at what happened this season and wanting to continue with that next season. It'd be like a Costanza trying to get fired move. Yeah, I just cannot see that. But uh, to the caller's other point in this idea that the, the game has passed Bill by because of his age. He's a gunslinger. I feel like the only area where I really get concerned, seriously concerned about Bill's age with the game and the team is the metabolism he has to really develop a young quarterback. And I think it's just, it comes from the experience of having Brady for 20 years and the best possible scenario ever. And so looking at a young quarterback and look at the way that he came into the season, I really believe that he thought that Mac Jones would be fine in his development going into this season as a compliment to Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. He thought that Mac Jones was so smart and mature and accomplished in his own right that he could essentially lead the offense and this elementary offense and that that wasn't going to hurt him so much in the second year of his rookie contract. In a way, he overestimated or just miscalculated Everything about Mac Jones there, and I don't say that as a detriment to Mac Jones because he is a smart guy. Sure. And as Bill said, he can be a starting quarterback in this league. He's got the ability, He's got I the guess, ability. right? Yeah. That's, on, that's on Bill, and it makes me wonder if he has, you know, if he has the desire to go through what it takes three years, four years 
to grow with a young quarterback or if he's Next just question. like, you know what, I'm grown. Hmm. I don't need to be teaching this kid all over again. Yeah, well, he could have gone and gotten a veteran then. He didn't have to draft, you know what I mean? Like, he, And I don't mean Cam Newton. Jimmy like he could have G gone was a, not available. No, he wasn't available, but other players were. I mean, there was other there was other directions he could have gone in um, than, than this one. Matt Ryan was available. Like, there's guys you could have signed. Uh, not that Ryan was great or anything, but Matt's not great either. So, I don't know. I mean, if that if that was really the problem, then then he could have done it differently. What I think I think you're right. He overestimated Mac Jones. He also overestimated his own system and his own offense and the ability for just anyone to be able to run it. And I think that that was probably, you know, just a prideful thing that he's starting to realize now along with everything else that it's just not that easy when you don't have Tom Brady. Um 617-779-7937. How about Ralph and Cranston? Go ahead, Ralph. Whoop, just a second. Ralph, you're on. Hey guys, Megan, you glad it's over. Come on, making the playoffs is what it's about. Look, it is. Their defensive uh, backs, they, I mean, they were all over those those uh, big plays yesterday. They were just great throws. Buffalo's phenomenal. And their receivers were great. I mean, they were on them. This offensive line, this mentality of saving money by getting rid of the offensive line. I mean, this team could have had Tony. They let him walk. Could have had Karras brought him back. You could you traded Mason. I mean, it's almost unfair to say how much Matt uh, regrets this year. Give this kid an offensive line. He throws the ball really well, and he's accurate. So I think, you know, look, at they lost. They could have been in the playoffs winning their last game. How many teams wish they had that? You know, I mean, this team, I'm very optimistic, Christian. I think you said you were. I'm extremely optimistic. they got some good young players. But now go out and build up that offensive line, bring in some studs, spend the money there. We've got really good running backs, especially if Harris comes back. Let's see what we got here. The the, uh, the wide receivers will look better if you have more protection for Mac. Okay, thanks, Ralph. Thanks, thanks for Ralph. the call. I mean, let's see what we got here. We saw what we got here. We well, saw all year what we have But to the point, there, there is – like I said with you and Andy earlier, there is talent on the offensive there side is. of the ball. There's there definitely is. talent here. It's not like you are in the position you were in at the end of 2020, going into 2021. Sure. When you go into free agency because your roster is freaking Swiss cheese. Now your offensive line is Swiss cheese, and you need to get a coach over there full time that's not an assistant offensive line coach and Billy Yates. Like, that's fine. But I... I I agree. I, I mean, I agree that you need to go out and you're probably going to have to spend a lot because tackles are expensive. Yeah. And good luck. And I give Cole Strange a little bit of a pass on some of the mistakes that he had because he's a rookie. But, yeah, I mean, I agree that coaching is more important to me but because there's plenty of good teams who have sketchy offensive lines. But you do have to make fixes there. In 2006, the Patriots got knocked out of the playoffs by Peyton Manning and the Colts, right? And their receivers that year were Rashad Caldwell, um, Doug Gabriel, and I want to say Jabbar Gaffney, but I feel like that's not right. But it was bums, right? I mean, it was just it was bums is what they had uh, for wide receivers. And they got knocked out by Manning. And that next offseason is when Bill traded for Moss and traded for Welker. And that was a big moment. I mean, that really mattered. And that was an example of a time where Bill isolated and, and sort of pointed out a problem and fixed it. And he did that again in uh, from 2013 to 2014, whenever it was that they got Revis. Uh, they had a bad secondary, and they'd had a few years of bad secondary play, and they said, "We're that's enough of that. They got Revis and Browner, and that was the new secondary, and they won the Super Bowl. And, like, that's sort of a reaction that he's had before. 
I feel like that rea- he's already done that. Like this, this what we have now. This offense now is his Moss Welker offense. Like he spent all that money to put that offense together, and the best you got out of it was last year. And that I think is what is sort of disheartening. That's why I have this kind of hopeless feeling about it because Arcan, you already whole, did that whole thing. Their whole roster was riddled with holes. True. Yeah. There, that was a that was an atrocious roster. I'm sorry. In 2020, yeah, like that they were in a really bad position at the end of that year. They that and it was kind of like a quickie duct tape rebuild type thing. Like it wasn't it was an expensive quickie yeah, duct tape. It was you know? really I mean, expensive duct tape. Yeah. The duct tape had pieces of gold in it. <laughs> yeah. Um let's uh go to Chris and Walpole real quick. Go ahead, Chris. Chris, you're on. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's uh, up, Chris? I'm just really upset with Matt Patricia. Like, what is going on, with Matt Patricia? Like, he's gotta be fired immediately. Like, is this Bell Bell Bill Ball checks like uh like what uh, personal Whoop. Oh, he dropped off. What did he say? I was not. I think it was the personal connection. Oh, Ryan was saying something to me, and I missed the uh, Jamar Gaffney was on that, that call. That so yeah, he just uh, dropped off there. Thanks for the call. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of past. I mean, I know I'm very far past being pissed at Matt Patricia. Like I, I was. I feel bad for Matt Patricia. Exactly. Yeah. Like. I never I'm thought sorry. I'd say that because he was such an a-hole to the press in Detroit and everything. But like, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I don't get pissed at the person who's in the job that they're not supposed to be. Like. Is it th- th- that's at the point that we're at. Yeah. This is Belichick's fault. And okay. He, and Bill told us to blame him, so I blame him. Now, I don't, I'll be pissed if he is back. Absolutely. But I'm not pissed at Matt Patricia. I'm not pissed at, I'm just pissed at the bad product yeah. that's been out there. Matt Patricia's been part of a championship coaching staff with his team with a very important role that how he would you did feel, pretty well. Real quick, I'm sure we'll have this as a bigger talking point later in the week, but how would you feel if Mayo leaves and Patricia slides into that role? Oh, it's going to be very dramatic for uh, Steve Belichick, you know? The big brother's back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'd be fine or with it. Big bad uncle. If there's if there's another guy that you think would be uh, good in that role, I don't know who it is. Would be better uncle, than Matt Patricia. Uncle Puffy's here. That's uncle Matt Puffy. Patricia. I think I got probably one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the That's history right. of the NFL where I think yeah. I did a pretty good job. As you may recall in that game, it was the Super Bowl, and I stepped in front of uh, whatever that guy's Ricardo Lockett, and made that interception. It was uh, it was a truly amazing athletic feat. Um, Do me a favor. Just kind of sit up and just, like, have a little respect. Come for on. Us. Every day you come in and ask me questions, and you... So we slovenly, we were, you guys. I was trying to be nice. We just went from, I'm not mad at Matt Patricia. He's in a... Bad situation. <laughs> I'm sorry. He does it to himself sometimes. Your tongue tangle like out of your mouth. He uh, he does do it to himself sometimes. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Know what this offense needs? More screenplays. Lots of That's more screenplays right. and more jalapeno. Seventeenth screenplay. We got to run eighteen next week. <laughs> um, we'll uh, get to the rest of your phone calls right after this. All right, we got a couple of minutes left before we get to right before the end of the show, which is the tentative title of Ryan Garvin's hot new segment. So let's get to the phones. And talk to David in the car. He's been waiting for a while. Go ahead, David. Hey, good evening, guys. Thank you for taking the call. Well, well appreciated, as always. So here, here's my thing. you got to read between the lines on Belichick's comments today, how he said he's back one more year. So I'm going to say something here, guys, and I can't get too specific because I could get somebody in trouble. Oh. So the Crafts the are no people to mess around with. I, I have somebody close to my family who works for the Crafts family, not the NFL side of it. They own other businesses, and, and they don't mess around. And what Belichick said today, I, I hope people are paying attention and they're reading between the lines. When he said he'll be back for 2023, basically what he's saying here, he's got one year, and, and knowing the crafts, 
like I supposedly may know, is that he's been given a year to turn this team around completely and and get it to the playoffs. And if he doesn't, it'll be bygones of bygones, and they'll go each other's way, and that's the end of Belichick with the Patriots. All right, there's your scoop. He's got one year to fix this. From David in the car. I loved it. Supposedly. (laughs) Supposedly, I may or may not know a guy who goes by the name of Robert And they're going to go each other's ways. (laughs) How do I know him? Don't worry about it, eh? I know there's a guy in with the crafts, and supposedly, <laughs> supposedly. he comes to the house to install a window, and he says, Natick, <laughs> and you say, get the hell out of my house! It's Natick! Um, hmm. It means land the hills. Is this it? If he doesn't make the playoffs this year, did Kraft tell him that you missed it this year, and that's it? You're, you're done. You're out of here. I'm firing you. I can't even begin to address that. I'm just I'm just taking in all the different things. So I we need to save that call. Robert's like, listen, if you miss the playoffs again, we're gonna end up on hard knocks. If, if and you, I can't have that. Yeah, it could if be. You, you neither of us want fishes. that. Neither of us want that. If if you if you miss the playoffs again, we're gonna go each other's ways. And nobody wants to see that. That's right. Um let's go to my uh, good personal friend Polly in the truck. Hi, Polly in the truck. How you doing? Hey, congratulations, my good my good man. Thank you, Paul. I uh, really yeah, good good for you and uh it's nice to have a real pro on that show now, really. Mego, the, the would-be Mason, you're going to enjoy his company for a very long time, I'm sure. But um, right. I, I talked, called to talk about this flu, a fluid, very fluid situation. You have to think and act fast with Gerard Mayo. Now, he's he's played and coached in the system, um, was recruited by Belichick, took him out of the media, took him from Tom Curran and brought him in, knew, knew he had the stuff. Just Highly like he, I did he with played, me. <laughs> he, he played and he coached in the system. He said he loves the system and knows that this system is not for everybody and it takes a certain type of player to buy into it. And he'll be able to readily identify those types of players. Those coaches don't crawl on trees if you want to stick with the same system. You want a fluid situation. Nick Casario is, t- is targeting him, so and he's going to be gone in a few days. If you're up to Mr. Kraft, you've got to be thinking quick and you've got to say, Bill, uh, we're going to bring back Tom Brady or not. What's your plan? We're going to bring Tom back. We're going to take the one or two we get for Mac plus Tom and Gronk, uh, which is a no-brainer, and get the show back on the road since we were rudely interrupted by his ex-wife a few years ago. What's the story? He says no. Paulie, you're saying a lot right, of things. Thanks. Paulie's got a lot of scoops. <laughs> and then, and then we jump the into Tom Brady's They're bringing back. Brady back. The ex-wife I supposedly know a man by the name of Thomas Patrick Edward Brady. <laughs> Loved it. I he loved walked it. into my office. He was a tall drink of water. Um, all right, one last call. Jack is in Miami. Uh, Jack, uh, tough, tough act to follow. What do you got? Uh, I got a simple question for you. Shoot. Do you think the dummies in Boston have finally figured out that the greatest coach, <laughs> triple LOL of all time, is just a marginal 500 coach without Tom Brady? I knew that three years ago. Do you think day by day the dummies in Boston are connecting the dots? Um, Jack, if you've been listening to <laughs> sports talk radio here for the last five, maybe ten years, then you would know indeed that us dummies have been uh, questioning Bill Belichick and what he really is without Tom Brady and have not been particularly shy about it either, I don't think. That's not something that we're afraid of here. That's not something that the Boston media is scared to do, uh, to, uh, to to question whether or not Bill Belichick was made by Tom Brady, whether he's a product of Tom Brady. That is a uh, topic that I think is constantly on everyone's mind.
I think that's a constant thing, and it's going to continue. I don't. Tom Brady's not coming back. You're sorry, Paulie in the truck. He's not coming back with Rob Gronkowski, so we're not going to see some big reunion. And I don't think Brady's winning any more Super Bowls either. But uh, that's uh, that's one of those things that's not going away, and certainly not something that. Uh, you, Jack, and Miami are just bringing to our attention for the first time. <laughs> Let me put it to you that way. Um, all right, Ryan, what's the time for? It is time for the almost end of the show, which is sponsored by Cars I'm for Kids. so excited for this. For the almost end of the show, Megan is very excited because the easy way to donate your car is through Cars for Kids. Just donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS today or donate online at carsforkids.org. Remember, that is cars that is spelled with a K. Now... Last week, we spent a lot of time exploring the, uh, the the big energy around the World Dart Championship. We really had some amazing yes. moments from those play-by-play guys, such as... And who forget the, the Italian called the World Dart Championship. Well, I feel like we really, really came close to eclipsing some of those moments, as, of course... Jim Nance and Tony Romo were on the call last, uh, excuse me, yesterday afternoon. And I'm going to save the good one for last, Megan, because he was a, Tony Romo was a very, very strange uh, color commentator during the game yesterday. Uh, this first call came after, I believe it was the Patriots' second turnover. How did Tony Romo do here? Second takeaway of the game. Actually, his 13th year in the league. Look at this. This is what we just talked about. The Patriots lead. <laughs> They lead the league in third quarter point differential because they create turnovers. They lead it. Did it again. And they did it again. I mean, who gets like nine turnovers in 17 games? Nobody in a, in one quarter, Jim. It's nine turnovers in one quarter in 17 games, and they do that. They come out. What a job by Jones. Give him a short field. This is how they've been winning. Bills going back to the first half. Real quick, just yes. real quick, I've never heard anyone struggle to say lead the league before. Lead the league. Like, that's not a hard thing to say. You know Second what I mean? takeaway of the game. It's actually his 13th year in the league. Look at this. This is what we just talked about. The Patriots lead. <laughs> they Come on, lead Tony. the league. There you go. You got it. You got it. Took him a few tries. So, of course, we always save the best for last as it is the <laughs> almost end of the show. And when you think of great calls in sports histories, you know, there's obviously Joe Castiglione's. Can you believe it? Mike Gorman's got his. Got it. This might be one of your all-time great sports moments from Tony Romo as he broke down what football players are known to do. So, you know, the Bills, I know we've talked going into this often about what would be their emotional state. What have you seen here as we approach halftime? No one knew what to expect. I think the biggest thing, Coach McDermott, Josh Allen, you're like, they are football players, and football players usually play football during football season. And once you get over the mental hurdle and you know your teammate. Did we all get that? Uh, say football again. It, it, I would say it's actually one of the great quotes, you know, of all all time, not just sports. You know, I, I came, I saw, I conquered. Or you know, if anyone Baseball like, has been very, very good to me. They are football players. If anybody out there makes, you know, like word art on wooden signs. <laughs> With inspirational quotes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You go yeah. to Ogunquit or one of these towns, mm-hmm. and they have a store that's just full of, like, it's half past one o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I want one with that quote and then just attribution to Tony Romo. They are football bottom. players, and football players usually, usually play football during football season. <laughs> Not always. Just so you know. But when, usually the when football I players, start, if you're looking o- for them. When it's October and I'm looking around, like, what are the football players doing on Sundays, usually. Hmm. Then I can look at my sign 
that I have up on the wall, right. and I go, oh. They are football players, and football players usually play football during football season. That makes me very sad because chances are we're not going to get a lot of Jim Nance and Tony Romo games next season. Of right. course, that was the almost end of the show, which leads us to the end of the show where Rich Keefe takes over for you guys. Yep, that's right. Rich Keefe is coming up next. Want to say thanks to Andy Hart. We're back tomorrow. I'm not actually back tomorrow, but uh, Megan will be back with Hart and Fitzy tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. Talk to you then. Goodbye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.